0: I finally get to sit wow. down with the
1: famous Mark. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, famous. I don't know. I'm still working on that one.
0: You are kind of a big deal. You realize that? No. You don't? You're a very humble I guy.
1: Try to, I, I try to help people win and where I can. That's just what I do.
0: Mm-hmm. You're very, very humble. Well, thank you. Um, But you are, you are a big deal and you're a huge, huge supporter of others. And, and And I'm not just talking about, hey, if you need an ear or if I have something that can help you, you of course are those things, but you are a huge supporter where you network people, you ask them what they need, and then you deliver that. And I'm wondering why, why are you like that?
1: I don't know, really. I mean, it's it's just something that I've always been drawn to. Like, I mean, way back when, like Craigslist first came out, I would I would sit there. Let's say I was I was scrolling through, uh, looking at, at the free stuff category they had just to see what they had, and I and I would go from there to the wanted section and and just look and see. You know, somebody wanting such and such, and then I'd go back to the free stuff. And oh, well, this guy has it, and I would try to get those two connected. Because you know, if somebody has a if somebody has a need, and and I know somebody else that can fill that need, I'm gonna, of course, try to get the two together. It's but just, you, I don't know the way I was raised,
0: the way you were raised. But you do this, and there have been times in your life that you are the one in need.
1: Absolutely. Can you and tell us a little during, bit about those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was, oh gosh, how far back should I go? Um, <laughs> uh, when growing up, I, I, you know, I was my parent or my parents divorced when I was uh, around eight years old. Um, so I was mostly raised by my mother who God love her and, and she's, taught me the the best that she could. And and that's a major reason why I think I am the way I am today. Um, But if if I ever needed anything, I knew I could go to my mother, you know, I do the the weekends with my father and, and, you know, me and my father were very close. And it's just the way she raised me, you know, she, she raised me to, to help those that I can so that's what i certainly what i try to do um the times that i've been in need uh let's see i think the biggest one was one we had talked about previously when i had gotten out of the military i was married had a, my stepdaughter at the time and we moved from oklahoma where I was stationed, back to california where i'm from and because I screwed my credit up so bad while I was in the Army, we weren't able to get a place uh, any anywhere, really. I mean, we, you know, I'd put in applications at, at apartment complexes, try to rent a house, try to rent something. And I actually had one uh, apartment complex manager tell me that his boss told him that there was, quote unquote, no way in hell he'd rent an apartment to me even though I had cash in hand, you know, for first last, and deposit ready to go, um, simply based on my credit. So, we ended up uh, not having any place at all. We'd, we'd, you know, bounce back and forth between a few relatives of mine, you know, a day here, a day there. Um, and we had a, an old beat up car that a guy that I was working for had let me, he basically gave it to me um, so that I could work we ended up uh, staying in the car in rest areas alongside the freeways in California, just bouncing from, from rest area to rest area. Met a lot of great people. Um, but, you know, it got to the point where we were, were getting ready to go to sleep for the night in one of the rest areas. And I, and I just, I don't know, I thought to myself, I, I can't I can't put my wife and my daughter through this anymore. Um, it, you know, it really, it really brought me down uh, if it was just me i i wouldn't care you know i'd stay on the beach i've done it plenty of times when i was a kid um but i, I you know i couldn't put them through that so i i told my you know me and wife were having a discussion i said look i said you know i want to send you and our daughter back to your parents house in oklahoma so that you know it's it not it's not so bad on on them and it would, I, I thought at the time it would give me a better chance to try to find us a place. And, uh, she, she flat out told me, she said, no, I'm not going. She said, if you're going through it, we're going through it. I'm not going anywhere. So, you know, I, that was one thing that definitely brought us closer together. Um, and that was, hell, we weren't, I don't think we were married, not even three years by that point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I knew at that point, well, I mean, I knew far long before that, but um, it it was really at that point that I knew she was a keeper, so to speak, you know, so.
0: It solidified.
1: It it did. And and 22 years later, actually 23 years later, um, we're still together, so.
0: She's still standing by your side. You're still going through it all together. Absolutely. So, you. You actually did a couple of enlistments. You, you went in, you got out, yes. you went back in. Um, <laughs> you chuckle. <laughs> what's, what's the yeah, story behind right.
1: that? <laughs> um, well, the first time I went in, I was, I, I was actually still in high school when I enrolled.
0: Into the uh, army. Correct. And
1: uh when, into the, into the Army, right? I, I spent four years in Army ROTC in high school. Um, so, you know, that I kind of knew at that point that was going to be my path. So before I graduated, I was already in, in what they called the delayed entry program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was already, already accepted, ready to go. I just had to wait until I graduated high school. So when I graduated, I left, um, oddly enough, on my mother's birthday at 5 o'clock in the morning. So... Uh, I was fortunate enough to be uh, stationed in Germany on that tour which was awesome beautiful country and and I plan on going back um, but I went in did three years uh, wasn't the model soldier so to speak you know I, I I didn't do anything really too bad I just I just wasn't great I guess uh, so I ended up getting out after the three years and Uh, came back home kind of piddled around job here job there you know just to keep a little bit of money coming in and didn't really have any direction (coughs) oh excuse me so i knew after a couple of years that that i was going to end up going back in because I, i enjoyed it um so i ended up going that was the first one was from 89 to 92 um the second one I went back in in 96 and stayed in until 99. And, and that, I was stationed in, in uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and that's where I met my wife. So <clears throat> sorry, I get dry throat when I talk too much. So we ended up, you know, we ended up getting married while I was still stationed there and got out. And when I got out in 99, you know, of course, we went back home to California and that's when that whole fiesta thing started. And, uh, so all three of us actually ended up moving back to Oklahoma, stayed right. with their parents for a little while, and then then we got our own place there. Um, after that, we ended up. Let's see, her. I think her parents were moving down to down to Florida to Daytona Beach, uh, so we helped them move, and uh, or helped them pack the van anyway, the moving truck. And you know, I was working at night shift at Walmart, not really fulfilling i guess um it's not really what i wanted to do so you know they had some some room left in their truck and we didn't have a whole lot so me and my wife talked for a little while and said you know what let's just go with them you know we've never been to florida why not so we ended up moving to daytona beach with her parents and i started working getting and got our own apartment in this in the same complex of course um, I, I started doing, uh, construction work, just basic, you know, I, there was a construction site going on or a project going on across my apartment. So I just walked over there one day and said, look, you know, I'm, we just moved here and I need a job. Do you have anything available? So they put me to work and, uh, I was a, a concrete laborer was all the time. Um doing all kinds of odd stuff and when their portion of that project was done i went to the brick masons and was a labor for them for a little while and when their project was their part of the project was done then i was just kind of doing general cleanup and stuff on the the same night Mm -hmm. um so to get to the my third enlistment me and my and my wife and my daughter were uh at the beach which was Coincidentally, right across the street from our apartment, too. Um, we were just kind of hanging out, and we started walking back to our apartment. Well, my wife's brother came running up to us and, and told us that we needed to get to the apartment and turn the news on. And I said, okay. So we kind of jogged over to our apartment, ran, went in and turned the news on, and we, got, we turned it on just in time to see the second plane hit the uh, Twin Towers. So, needless to say, I called a local recruiter and said, uh, we need to go, or I need to go. And that started my third enlistment, and I ended up going to uh, Fort Hood, Texas,
0: Mm -hmm. um, with
1: the uh, 1st Cavalry Division, and ended up getting deployed. That was in 01, right after 9-11. Got deployed in 04 to uh, downtown Baghdad. And came back in 05 and got out again. So.
0: My goodness. So from high school to <laughs> Army. Out of Army. Homelessness. Baghdad. I, there has to be moments in your journey. Up to that point where you were thinking what's the next step how do i get always you're always thinking next step (laughs) but the thing (laughs) is when you're thinking next step is there like any level i'm sure there is a level of stress but what is that coping mechanism that you have this ability that you have that you're like okay it's just What's the next step? We take the next step and then we just keep moving through it and you don't let it crush you. You don't let it weigh you down. Uh,
1: again, I think it goes back to the way I was raised. I mean, you know, I, I grew up in Southern California in San Diego. I mean, it's, it was just a way of life, you know, not, I think my mother was a great example. Um, growing up, i have i have an older brother and i have a younger sister so my my mother being a single mother raising three kids working two jobs seemed like nothing ever ever stressed her out and i knew she was because i mean you know back in in the mid to well i want to say early 80s we'll say early 80s you know that was it was That time alone was, was stressful enough. And now you you take a single mother raising three kids, working two jobs, you know, just to to keep everybody clothed and fed. I mean, that would cripple most people, Mm -hmm. but my mother took it day by day and she taught us to do the same. So that's kind of the way I look at it. You know, I take it, I take it day by day. I know that even though something bad may happen today, tomorrow's another day. Tomorrow's another opportunity to change that to get yourself into a better situation so I always kept that kind of mindset that you know there there's always tomorrow
0: this is what makes you a big deal (laughs) this is exactly what makes you a big deal because that belief that you have and you living that and and by example is what gives so many other people that calmness to okay well let's just wait and see what tomorrow is let's not right. let today now, crush me
1: i think another major reason for for that kind of way of thinking and and I'm not a lot of people know this is that you know i'm i'm 48 years old and i within the last oh gosh when was within the last 6 years i would say um, I've had two. I, I don't. I don't want to call them major. I mean, it was a major event, but I've had two heart attacks. I've had two stents put in. So when you, when you go through things like that, you know it's. And, and believe me, I'm I'm not tooting my own horn. There's plenty of people that have been through far worse. Um, but you know it just kind of. Once you go through something like that. Everything else is just nothing. Don't, oops, sorry about that. Sorry, my phone's ringing. I know. Um, yeah, it's, you're it's, a
0: big deal, and people need to talk to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, right? Spam calling as a matter of fact.
0: When, so you had it, to skin
1: lightly on my call, Abby.
0: I know. And it they're running rampant right <laughs> now. But you had two oh, heart yeah. attack, two stints put in. Your line, <clears throat> your line of work is not a desk job. Your line of work is hard work. You're out there in the sun, you're out there in the elements, you're putting up like re- retreats for people in their backyard. You're redesigning people's backyard into magical places. This is not easy work that you're doing. Did you think that you were going to have to find something else when, you know, after going through those?
1: Um, No, really. When, when I had my first one, uh, um, uh, now today, I, I've been a, a commercial electrician for almost 15 years now, which is what I do when I'm not doing hardscaping. Um, and I was actually, we were living in, in Corpus Christi, Texas when I had my first one and I was doing, uh, Marine slash not, not us Marines, but uh Marine slash industrial electrical work at the time. Um, so, I mean, I, I was out in, you know, 110, 120 degree days um, doing electrical work. So uh, I think, and, and I talked to my doctor when I had my first one and it, one, it I, it's, I was told it's hereditary. I got a lot of the symptom or a lot of the, the causes from uh, my father who actually passed from his third heart attack, but it was, it was also a lot of bad choices. You know, I spent a, a few years on the road traveling, doing electrical work, but just because it was better money, I was chasing the money as a lot of people do. Um, and I was eating, you know, Burger King McDonald's two, three times a day. Mm. So that certainly, that certainly helped contribute to it. Um, after the first one, I certainly cleaned up my diet. Um, of course, with my wife's help, uh, I started eating a whole lot better. Um, So when I had my second one, it was actually a couple of years ago. It was, uh, I believe it was a week and a half before Christmas, a couple of years ago, which I'm literally scared my wife to death, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm on medication. I take every morning and one morning I was, I took, uh, you know, I took my medication like I do every morning and I was going to work. Well, the, one of the the major symptoms I had with my first one was I I had just a burning in the center of my chest, kind of like heartburn. Right. Um, and when I went to work that day, I, I, I felt it. it wasn't real, real bad, but it was there. Um, so I, you know, I let my wife know of course. And when I got to work, I let my boss know, look, this is what's going on. and, And if it's usually the medication will, will help it subside. But if it doesn't by lunchtime, I'm going to the ER. And he's like, yeah, yeah, do what you gotta do. So lunchtime came around, and I, it was still there. So I, I had a company vehicle at the time. I drove from the job site to my house to drop off my company vehicle, grab my car or grab my truck at the time and my wife, drove to the ER and told them what was going on, sat in the waiting room for uh, 20, 25 minutes, and they finally called it back. Did all the, the quick uh, EEG on me or EKG I'm sorry and uh said yeah you're actually having another one right now so they took me in the back and I ended up staying there three days and that's when I got my second stint but you know it it it, it taught me a lot um of course I'm, I'm still eating a ton healthier than I used to um I'm by no means a health nut uh but you know, I do eat healthier. I, I try to, I exercise regularly in the form of I go to work every day, um, whether it be doing electrical work or what we call creek fit, you know, getting, getting out there and getting my hands in some concrete and building things. So, you know, I, I stay healthy that way. Um, so I do get my exercise in. Uh, of course, there there's always room to improve, but, you know, it is what it is. So
0: are you concerned you said that your father you know he had three are you concerned
1: mm-hmm. always every day every day I, I I always think about that and that's why I try to take a lot of measures to hopefully God willing avoid that mm-hmm. um but I know if if it does happen then you know there's if, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. There's not really a whole lot I can do. Obviously, you know, spending 14 months in, in downtown Baghdad wasn't my time to go. You know, been yeah. through two heart attacks, it wasn't my time to go. So I've been very fortunate up to this point.
0: And you're about to make a move again. Yep. Where to?
1: Going back to Florida.
0: Why do you want to go back to Florida? Go.
1: Well, one, I I can do the the hardscaping year round down there Um, here in North Carolina, you know, we have our winter times, which I'm looking out my window right now and I still see a little bit of snow on the ground from that we had the other day. Uh, So it's kind of hard to do concrete work in that kind of weather. Yeah, you know, it gets too cold. And so in Florida, I know I can do it year round. I'm not a huge fan of the cold. I'd rather Mm -hmm. I'd rather sweat than freeze while I'm working. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's a mutual decision with me and my wife that, you know, we both enjoy the warm weather better, um, better opportunities down there for us. So.
0: So when do you plan on making the move to Florida?
1: Um, If the plan stays as it is within the next, I'd say, three or four months. Right when it starts to I'm up here in North Carolina. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right when it right when the seasons uh, change right. up there. So, uh yeah. what is what steps do you have to take because you have CSD hardscapes there in North Carolina that's your company right. and you're making that move to Florida. What are those steps that you're taking to make sure that when you get there your business is you know, is continuous and you're not waiting.
1: I've got Right. there. There's going to be waiting. I already know that. Um, and, and the good thing is the the company I'm doing electrical work with right now also has an office in Tampa. So I've already talked to them and, and I can transfer down there. So I will have immediate work when I get there um, just to keep money coming in, which will buy me time to um, work with a few friends of mine I've got down there. Um, that I'm sure you probably know and try to try to get the name out there um and you know get it going so hopefully i won't have to keep doing the w2 thing for too long once we get there
0: so you've done electrical work for a very very long time but you've broken into the csd hardscapes and you've broken into the hardscapes why what was it about hardscaping that first of all, for listeners that might not know the difference between (laughs) landscape and hardscape, explain that.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. Okay. The difference between
1: landscaping and hardscaping. Landscaping, I mean, everybody knows, everybody knows landscaping. If they don't know exactly what it is, they at least know the name. Right. Landscaping is is things like your, your grass, uh, your trees, your bushes, your flowers, things like that landscaping are are elements of your i don't want to say your yard your outdoor area that can be moved with hardscaping it's exactly that once it's there it's there it's not going anywhere um that that would include like your outdoor kitchens your water features major water features i'm not talking about these little three-tier fountain things you buy at home depot (laughs) i'm talking about major water features you do um, those beautifully, by fire, the way. Thank you. thank you. Um, out, okay, so outdoor kitchens, water features, fire pits, patios, seating areas, things like that, especially with what we do, you know, made, made entirely out of concrete. Once they're there, you can't move them. So that's the, the major differences between landscaping and hardscaping.
0: And so it's very important to find a hardscaper that not, I mean, you have the skill, if you If people go and look at your portfolio, the the stuff that you make, the hardscapes that you design and you put in are magnificent, literally step outside your door, and you are in a staycation, you are, it's magical. So it's not just, yeah, so it's not just important that you have someone that has the ability to execute you. That vision part is absolutely instrumental.
1: Absolutely. And a lot of the inspiration I get as far as the, the creativity aspect of it, I get from the owner of the company that trained me. I mean, this he's been, he's had his company for over 20 years. He The, the man is, is a creative genius. Um, super inspiring. He can, you know, most companies and, and anybody who's ever had any hardscaping work done will tell you, um, you know, any kind they they've gone through, they get when they go do an estimate forum and they, and they either print out a, a 3d photo or some kind of depiction of what their yard could look like after the work is done. It, it's computer generated stuff The the owner of the company that taught me can literally sit there and draw a, a a section of the outside of your house to include what he's going to do hand drawn in less than 10 minutes and make it look absolutely gorgeous, which is still some working on. Um, uh, you know, when I, when I first started doing this, I had, uh, I had trouble drawing stick figures. So, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I'm working on the drawing aspect because I, I think it just has that, that personal touch, you know, rather than, yeah. than having some computer generated Right. So that that kind of helps along with the, the experience, the overall experience, that that you know I like to take customers through. I like them to have a unique experience, whereas most companies that when they go do an estimate, um, you know they'll they'll, boom, maybe a couple of minutes. You know what do you what are you looking for or what do you want to get done? Okay, and, and go take some measurements and then leave and then just send them a email or a piece of paper with price on it I, I want my potential clients to have a better experience with that you yeah. know I want to sit there and find out why they want what they want because if you find out why they want it it helps you get more of an idea of their not only their personality but you know what drives them so that you can give them a closer representation of what they're looking for
0: that is an excellent way to look at that. And I'm curious, what was it about hardscaping that made you want to transition out of the electrical work? Why are you so drawn to this? You're so passionate when you talk about it. Why, what is it? What is it? What is it, about? It, it,
1: it is. It, 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 I think a major, a major piece of it is, is the creativity aspect. Mm. Um, You know, it, I I was very fortunate and, and came across this opportunity when I was actually looking for an electrical job. Um, and I think had, had I been drawn to any other style, I guess you could say of hardscaping, you know, somebody that uses block or, or, or pavers or things like that, that you see a lot of, I, I don't think I would have been as passionate about it. But with the materials that we use, um, th- there's so much more that we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can put up an outdoor kitchen that will just amaze somebody in, you know, three days as opposed to two weeks doing it the conventional way. Um, th- the certain mixes that we use, we can create trees out of concrete. I mean, who else can do that? So I, I think that was, that also played a major role in, in me wanting to pursue this because I saw the the potential of what we can do, which is basically limitless.
0: That, what you just said about hardscaping, I feel like has been your outlook on life, which is you can see the potential of what you can do and it's limitless. Absolutely. And I wish that I had more of that. It's very inspirational uh, to be I, in your I presence.
1: I wish the world had more of that. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. Um, You actually have a. A estimate that you have to go to directly after this interview. And we were we talked we chatted about actually, that a little uh,
1: earlier. It's right it's it's funny you brought that up because i i I emailed the gentleman um right after me and you had talked earlier and he's actually stuck at the uh car dealership getting some work done on his truck so we had to move it to tomorrow
0: oh that's no fun that he's at the dealership that's not fun
1: yeah i know but like i said the good thing is he's local so i mean it's i don't know 10-15 minutes down the road so it won't doesn't hurt me too bad
0: Is it a big job? Is it, is it,
1: I I hope so. The, the, the way that he's talking, he wants to get a lot done. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure that he's going to want to break some of it up because he's not going to want to get it all done at once. I mean, unless he's just super rich, which would be nice. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll certainly work with him and, and try and accomplish everything he wants to accomplish.
0: Wow. Your work ethic and you as an individual, you have gone from coast to coast. You have seen so much and you have lived in a variety of um, uncertainty or loose foundation, you know, but you yourself and your wife have built your own foundation that no matter where you are, there you stand and you stand strong, is there any advice to anyone out there listening that you can give that they can start really strengthening their own foundation?
1: Um, yeah. One of my major beliefs is that if you're with somebody, it doesn't matter where you are. It's just the fact that you are. know you can you can be anywhere you can bounce from place to place you know things may seem like may you you may feel like you're never going to get out of a bad situation that you're in but there's there's always something you can do and and as long as you lean on each other um there's nothing you can't do and and if you're by yourself You know, it's basically the same principle. You have to lean on yourself and and believe in yourself enough that it it doesn't matter where you are, you know, things come and go. Material things are material things. They They can be bought and lost and replaced. It doesn't matter, but you have to maintain the belief that you can always do something to make it your situation better.
0: And if someone's out there on an island, standing alone and trying to strengthen their foundation, reach out to Mark because to have someone like Mark in your corner, (laughs) it immediate it's an immediate strengthening of foundation. Um, You shared something.
1: If you're on an an island, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, um, you share. I want you to finish your thought first. If you're on an island.
1: (laughs) I, I, I was, I was just going to say, if you're on an Island somewhere, then you need to get a hold of me anyway, because you're surrounded <laughs> by water. I want you to have a gorgeous water feature right next to it.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and a fire feature because n- nights. I've got to stay warm. Yeah. You got to stay warm. That's you nice. might want to at some point ask for help. And that fire feature might just save your life.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And if you're in the middle of a, if you're in the middle of a, a city or suburban or you know you're you're in civilization that water feature and fire feature might save your life and your sanity too because there's nothing better than having your house feel like a sanctuary yeah i would much rather invest yeah i would much rather invest in um getting someone like you to be able to come out and, and make my home feel like a sanctuary for me, rather than having to spend exorbitant amounts of money trying to get away. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah. And, and that's one, one thing I try to, I try to bring to people is that, you, you know, there's, there's people that all they do is travel, you know, they travel the world, they see all these amazing sights, and that's fine. You know, that's, that's great. I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. but how amazing is it to, to be able to come home to your private oasis and be able to walk out your back door and just have paradise sitting there? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not only, it's like having a, an animal, you know, they, it's, it's, there's just something about it that's calming, relaxing, and helps you recenter and refocus, and you get the added benefit of it adding value to your house. That's true. What's better than that.
0: <laughs> That's true. You're helping your equity. Um, exactly. What I was saying, and and about you being in people's corners, is you've you shared something earlier um, today on social media that I'd like to talk to you offline a little bit about, but um, absolutely moved me and was the epitome of of who you are and what you do for people that are in your community and in your tribe and you work so tirelessly um, to get people what they need, whatever that is. And I'm curious, and you very rarely ever ask, I I don't see any requests coming from you that are just for you um, very often. And so I'm going to uh, push you in a corner and make you do that right now. Like, what do you need? (laughs) What can we do to support you And your big move to Florida and just in life in general.
1: Um, well, as far as life in general, um, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy. You know, I have, uh, the love of my life who refuses to go anywhere. She puts up with my, uh, stubborn behind all the time. And, and, you know, she's fine with that, um, we we we're getting ready for this move um i don't want to really i don't want to push the hardscaping right now because uh, those can be some long-term projects and and we're looking to uh, make this move as as quickly and as smoothly as we can um as far as what i need i don't know (laughs) I really don't. Um, I'm I'm taking it. I'm taking it day by day, just like I always do. Yeah. Um, doing what I can to to, you know, get things in motion so that we can make this move. But as far as, oh my gosh, you really put me on a spot.
0: I know. That's why I I called it back into a corner. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I called it. I didn't
1: know. Oh gosh. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not just going to put it out there and ask for it, but I mean, money always helps. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it, it's an unfortunate necessity. I mean, I'm, I've been perfectly happy with it and I've been ha- perfectly happy without it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it certainly makes things easier. So I, I'm not going to ask for it, but you know, I, there, there are, uh, there was a while when I was trying to monetize making memes because somebody gave me the idea to do it you know i i enjoy doing it and somebody said "Well, why not make money on it and You're i tried that out. it didn't work <laughs> well thank you I'm, I'm still practicing always um i tried monetizing that it didn't work out too well i tried uh let's see i wrote an ebook um not my greatest accomplishment ever uh, i sold one copy on, on amazon on, on the kindle site and I actually got a bad review about it, believe it or not. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, I was told in the review it was basically a book that I that you could buy at Home Depot and I overpriced it. So Oh.
0: What was the book about? It,
1: it, uh five uh, five ways of of improving the your your backyard basically. It was called a Guide to Hardscapes.
0: Is it still um, it on Amazon?
1: it is, it is. I think I dropped it to 99 cents at one point. I don't know if it's gone back up or not. I haven't, I haven't done anything with it for so long, but, uh, uh, you know, there, there was, there was a call to write a, a new, a new book. Um, so that's something I'm still thinking of. Um, just trying different ways other than my W two to help get this move going. Um, if anybody has any ideas, believe me, send them out there. You know, I'm trying. Uh, as, uh, something that we hadn't talked about yet on this interview, but we talked about previously, is I do affiliate marketing for the uh, water purification product, which, as a matter of fact, I happen to have. I don't know if you can see it, my standing in front of my or sitting in front of my window.
0: So, how does that there.
1: work? Uh, sure. What how you do is is it, it it's it's. natural mineral-based purifier. What it does is, let's say you take a gallon of tap water. You know, just take an old milk jug or something to fill up a gallon uh, of your tap water. You add a certain amount of drops to this, depending on how much you're making. Shake it up and let it sit for at least an hour. And what it does is it takes all the impurities, heavy metals, things like that, coagulates it, and drops it to the bottom. So once it's done doing that, once it's finished, well, it's not like I'm starting a timer, but once you see that, then you're supposed to run it through like a coffee filter so that you get all those impurities out and then you have pure water. Um, and, and I can honestly tell you it, it does work. I wouldn't push anything that didn't. Um, I, I live right outside the city limits, so I'm on well water. I have a house filter. And when I first started doing this, I, you know, I was, I was skeptical like anybody, but I filled up my gallon jug, treated it with the, with the product, stuck it in the refrigerator over minutes, and, uh, came in next and looked at it and there was literally no. a brown glob of no. junk in the bottom of the jug. No, <laughs> yes.
0: Oh no. Yes.
1: It, it was disgusting looking, but, but I, but I did what it said, you know, I ran it through a coffee mm-hmm. filter. And it was honestly, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's the best tasting water I've ever had, you know, with bottled water. This was literally the best tasting water I've ever had. There was almost no wow. tasting so good.
0: Wow. Yeah. So how much and does that cost? There, there's,
1: well, we have a, a two ounce bottle, which is for like day to day drinking water and an eight ounce bottle, which uh, I'll I'll give you some other benefits here in a minute. Uh, the two ounce bottle, I believe, is believe is fifteen ninety five. It treats up to fifteen gallons. The eight ounce bottle is, uh, oh gosh, I'd have to look it up again. I think it's thirty four ninety five, and treats up to sixty gallons. Now, with the eight ounce bottle, what you can, what you can do, is, um, you know how you you hear all these ads for like these high dollar health spas, you know, and you can go in. And they give you all these wraps, and you sit in there all day, and you get all these mineral baths and things like that. You can have that with this in your bathtub. You put it in your bathtub, and it draws toxins out of your body.
0: Get out of
1: town. It exfoliates, it softens your skin. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All the benefits. I had all Health Spa for $35 for an eight ounce bottle.
0: Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about that. That
1: that I can't personally, uh, uh, well, I can, I can attest to it because I've seen it, but I don't, I don't take baths. I take showers, but my wife takes baths and she's used it quite often when she takes a bath and uh, it works. It works. There's a clear noticeable difference.
0: In her skin or how she feels or both wow okay. so all and these she gets bath- out of the
1: out of the bath and feels like a new person your skin is incredibly soft oh yeah it's wow. great stuff.
0: i didn't even think about now, that
1: here's, oh yeah here's some more tidbits for you if you have a pond like a, like a koi pond or whatnot if you mm-hmm. already if i've already already been there and put a, a koi pond and water feature in your yard or even if i haven't if you have a koi pond you can or even like a, a one of the the three-tier Home Depot fountains, you can put some of this in there, and no matter how much um, mold and, and contaminants you have in that thing, you can literally drink the water out of it. If you got fish in there, it, it actually helps the fish. With pond plants, it helps them grow.
0: Wow. So you so you can this is for healthy water and healthy living.
1: Yeah.
0: Where can they go uh, to get where can they go to get this?
1: They they can go to uh purinize.com which slash m d u d e k for m dudeck. That's my affiliate link. All oh, right. if anybody has like house house plants or something like that, they can also use that in their house plants and it'll help their house plants and flowers grow bigger as well.
0: So I'm going to go out on a limb and make myself feel better. (laughs) And I'm not the one killing my house plants. My water is.
1: Right. That's right. So
0: if I get some purinized, I'll do a better job.
1: But yeah, I'm actually trying to work on a deal right now with a, a good friend of mine to get some of this product over to different communities in Africa to help their drinking water. So... Hopefully, uh, we'll hear good things from it.
0: Nice. Keep us updated on that. Absolutely. We've actually come to the end of the hour. That went super fast.
1: Yeah, it did. (sighs) It's like we just started a minute ago.
0: I know. We just started a minute ago. But no, it's been 50 minutes. Um, Wow. Is there any parting words of advice or wisdom that you can give us before we?
1: Um, I think one of the the sayings or mantras or whatever you want to call it that I was raised with it, is try to leave the world a better place it was than it was when you were here. Um, that That's one of the biggest things I always tell people. If you see somebody that has a need that you or somebody you know can fill, then fill it. You know that's the only way we're going to get through this crazy thing called life is to help each other you know nobody's going to do it alone you can't you always you always have aspects of your life that you have to have somebody there to to either you know give you a hand up or or help you out with something so try to help as many people as you can
0: Thank you, Mark Dudek, for sitting down with the Ann Podcast Show this week. It was a pleasure. Everyone, go head over to www.csdhardscapes.com. You can also find Mark on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash csdhardscapes. You can also get healthy water for living, drinking, watering plants at puranize.com forward slash mdudek. As always, Anbrie Podcast would love to thank their supporters. We couldn't do this show without your support, without your generosity. Thank you so much. And a special shout-out to our co-producers, Jen B. and T. Martin. Thank you guys so much. If you're interested in supporting the Anbrie Podcast, you can head on over to our webpage at www.andry.com and hit up the podcast page. There you'll see a link to the Patreon. If you enjoy the show, you want more, Go ahead, go and support. Thanks, guys. Bye.